Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is also Matt. Episode 69. That's crazy. 69 episodes. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Th- thanks, yeah. thanks for the uh, box of chocolates. Mm, I didn't get you any box of chocolates. Well, what the hell have I been eating over here? <laughs> <laughs> Man, where's the little like, <laughs> like, I need a little DJ thing for your oh, jokes. Oh, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> oh, God. Finest work fans, listen, not everyone has a date for Valentine's Day. Yep. We wanted to get this out mm-hmm. so that you can head on over to the melting pot, get there early. I think they open at 10 Yeah, prob- probably so. For lunch. Yeah. It's only $125. Find a corner booth, just you. Pop the headphones in, start dipping. And of course, if you're listening to this, you're probably already doing that at the melting pot on That's Valentine's right. Day. So thank you for doing that. This is a good measurement. Last year, we had our Valentine's Day epipod. Was that postal service? I think it was. Okay. That would make sense. Heartfelt album about longing and loss and love and romance. That's right. Let's see what number that was. Yeah. That'll give us an idea of how many we've done since. Kind of the rate at which we're going. Mm-hmm. It's probably like 62. <laughs> we probably slowed down. Yeah, maybe. exactly. Actually, no. That was two years ago. All right. So last year, our Valentine's Day epipod was Nirvana. Never mind. Yeah, that makes sense. And that was number 44. Number 44. So, so 69. We have done 25 in a year. Wow. Takes a lot to go from 45 to 69. Not a bad rate. Not bad at all. Matt, I had an idea in the shower this morning. I was thinking how cool it would be if we did albums by the years. Okay. You know, because yeah. now we're getting up into the upper 60s. Yeah, so 70s. What's yep. a good album for 69? What's a good album for 70, 71, you know? Sure. I realized that would, A, keep us in a certain decade yeah. for, for too long. Right. And also, there's too many great albums I mean, in those years. Yeah. That, I mean, the next like five years of that stretch would be impossible. I like that idea, though. Maybe we'll pop in and out of it. Sure. So what are we doing today, Matt? It's ironic we're doing our Valentine's uh, Epipod today on this band and this album, because as you mentioned, our Epipod last Valentine's Day was an album that came out on the exact same day as this one. Today we are going to be talking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic. One thing we always like to do here on Finest Work Songs is read some of the email we get from the, the Finest Work fans. And you're sending us email that just really tugs at the heartstrings. And occasionally we like to read some of these in a little segment we call Kenny Gmail. I hope if you're at the melting pot that you like <laughs> dipped on the beat. They probably have that playing nonstop at melting playing pot. Playing in the, like Muzak yeah. all the time. No, you know what? From the minute you walk into the melting pot until closing time, they play this on repeat on Valentine's Day. Baby, I've been searching like everybody else. Can't say nothing about now. Sometimes I'm an angel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Talking about 90s oh, Valentine's Day. Matt, did you ever put this on a mixtape for a girl? I did not. I did I, not. I definitely did. Did you? It's terrible. <laughs> Gosh, dude. My apologies to all those of you who danced at your wedding <laughs> to this song. <laughs> I'm just going to let you play catch. People are over there dipping, putting cheese and bread in each other's mouths. I picture like plastic bibs and like footies because there's just dip flying everywhere. How many accidents 
Do you have to sign a waiver at yeah. Melting Pot? Because when you try and like put some meat and cheese uh-huh. in your partner's mouth with that fork, you stab them in the tongue. Or are you scalding them with the, the hot dip? Yeah, either way. They just have like a, a jar of salve on each table, <laughs> just in case. Valentine's Day at the Melting Pot. It's like... <laughs> the most dangerous day of the year. <laughs> at uh, sporting events where there's the EMT standing off to the side, just watching <laughs> just the game, watching. waiting for something to happen. <laughs> There's a reason that the melting pot in Raleigh is 500 feet from the hospital. A major hospital. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Our thoughts and prayers go out to all the medical community who has to deal with all the melting pot They got to work overtime on today of all days. July 4th. Yeah, there are fireworks. That's nothing. That's nothing like melting pot (laughs) Valentine's Day. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That was good. Thanks for taking me back with that. You're welcome. Uh, getting to the Kenny G mails. <laughs> Can someone recommend plus size teddies? <laughs> Talking about like teddy bears? Probably. Like giant teddy Probably yeah, giant the teddy. fair. The state fair. Oh, the fair. Yeah, yeah. You just go and have someone try and guess your weight. And yeah. they get it wrong and boom. Plus yeah. size teddy. There it is. Friend and listener, Jordan Penley, is the master of the fair. Um, what I mean by that is <laughs> he's mastered the bottle game. Oh. You got the stick with the string and the ring on it, and you have to stand a bottle up. Okay. He's built his own, and he brings well, it. Well, I mean, you know, you just can't go willy-nilly into these things. You oh, no. Pair. He brings it in the office and trains people on it. <laughs> and every year he goes, I'm not exaggerating, he goes to the fair, he wins the largest stuffed animals they have, and then around Valentine's Day, he sells it. <laughs> And makes a lot of money because he can win all these bears. He said the guys are like, man, get out of here. I mean, is this picture up like plastered all Probably. over the fair? That is fantastic. <laughs> it's a great racket, man. You have tit for tat. Yeah, that's right. I don't feel bad for those carnies. carnies. <laughs> is that an appropriate term anymore? What would be the, the modern appropriate equivalent? They are, um, what would they be? They are traveling. Traveling uh, fun purveyors. <laughs> I'll keep calling them carnies until someone says different. Yeah. Do you think that fans of Kim Carnes are called carnies? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, and they get all upset about it. because They're, they're like, oh, we had that first. We were carnies. <laughs> <laughs> this Kenny Gmail is in reference to our Feist, the reminder, Epipod. We get a lot of emails. I think we really pulled on some heartstrings or something with that one because we get, we get a lot of emails about Feist, the reminder. I got a question. Sure. We're on number 69. Mm-hmm. How many emails do you think we've gotten up to this point? Whew. 500? It's humbling. It is humbling. All right, let's hear the heartfelt email that this person yeah. sent. I hope you're sitting down for this one. That's a good question. This one asks, can I bring a vape on an airplane? <laughs> I'm no TSA agent. Right. I don't think you can. I don't think you can vape on an airplane. Yeah, you can bring it. You right? can bring it. You probably just can't actually vape on an airplane. I think it's funny when you fly that they still say no smoking. Right. Like anyone is questioning that. Now. Now. But I don't remember them changing to say also, or vaping, you idiots. Yeah. That's amazing to think that there was a time when you could smoke on a plane. Yeah. Recirculating the same air. Yeah. In a giant metal tube. What's the evidence of vaping? Like when you vape, I don't know, does like little wisps come out or anything? I think there's a little bit of like mist or something that comes out. And I think... Limp Biscuit just plays around you. <laughs> yeah, that's how they know. It's not the whiz. Yeah, Limp Biscuit no, plays. Wait, who's vaping? Who's vaping? <laughs> Again, thanks for all the sincere, genuine emails we get. We just love interacting with all the finest work fans and keep them coming. We might read them on a future Kenny Gmail. Matt, speaking of true companion, so I kept a journal in high school. Lame. 
Yeah, no, it I'm was just, lame. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's I, why I didn't learn anything because I'm sitting it's there. Actually, it's actually really, I kind of wish I had done that because it feels like high school was yesterday, but so much time has passed and there's so many things I'm sure I've forgotten. So many like hilarious, funny things I would love to have gone back and revisit. So oh, yeah. I think it's cool. It's, it's great. I haven't read it since high school, but I'm typing it out so yeah. that it doesn't get ruined because mm-hmm. I wrote in pencil early on and it's smudged. Oh, wow. and I'm going to put pictures in there. Yeah. And if my girls care at all, I'll, I'll have it for <laughs> them. Anyway, I was typing the other day and got to senior prom mm-hmm. and we got to dinner beforehand. We actually rented a trolley. Oh, wow. Probably 20 couples on there. It was really fun. Went to downtown Norfolk to this nice restaurant, mm-hmm. and there was a piano player there. I wrote in there that I had dedicated true companion to my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me wonder, first of all, how annoying were we yeah. to everybody in the restaurant? Also, if you are a piano player in a restaurant like that, how many times do you play true companion a day? Oh, my gosh. What's the over-under on that? Four? I mean, <laughs> at least. Did he have like a fishbowl on the oh, piano yeah. for tips? Did you tip him a cool GW? It's like, hey, man. Probably. Why don't you play True Companion for my special lady? And then everybody's like, oh. Oh, again? So and then the wait staff are like, oh, great. Yeah. Third time today. Exactly. It's only 6.30. <laughs> <laughs> what other songs do you think they play those piano players? Well, I mean, Piano Man. That's got to yeah. be the top walking in Memphis. Are there piano players... <laughs> Do you think who just hate Billy Joel? Oh, that's got to be quite the conundrum because they probably don't exist without Billy Joel. Yeah. That's the whole market. I'm just wondering, you know, you love piano. You studied piano, but man, you just don't like Billy Joel's style or his face, whatever, whatever it is. (laughs) True companion. What do you think kids are asking for at prom dinner these days? My humps. My humps. Finest work fans, particularly if you're of a much younger age than us, which I'm sure most of our audience is, clearly. Yeah, let us know. Hit us up on social media. Tag us at Finest Work Songs and let us know what songs are getting dedicated to restaurant piano players or mm-hmm. what have you for proms these days. I'd be very curious to know. We're about to jump into the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Grease up and get ready. Uh, <laughs> Hope you got your glitters smattered all over your body. You're ready to go on this one. But before we do, we begin with our memories. Matt, what is your memory of Red Hot Chili Peppers? Probably seventh, eighth grade. I was quite the little skateboard punk. Nice. And, you know, would get out with my friends and destroy curbs and other public property mm-hmm. with my skateboarding. But that was when I was first introduced to Red Hot Chili Peppers. I remember going to, like, skate parks and you heard a lot of early chili peppers suicidal tendencies Uh, those were like the kind of the two bands i remember hearing the most when i first think about the chili peppers i think back to that time what i remember about blood sugar sex magic is between my junior and senior year of high school uh so which would have been like the summer of 92 getting selected to go to boys state which I don't know if you're familiar with that. I've heard of it. Yeah. It was held at uh, Wake Forest University, and six or seven of us from our school got selected to go. And most of my friends who went were big country music fans. After we were done with our sessions for the day, we're up in the dorm rooms playing cards or whatever. This was the album that was playing, like, the entire time. Like, everyone knew this album. Mm. Clearly, by this time, I think Under the Bridge was huge. So that had, you know, really introduced a ton of people to the Chili Peppers. But, mm-hmm. And it's funny to listen to it now because I feel like a lot of these songs are not songs that that group of people would necessarily be drawn to. Right. But yeah, at the time, I mean, this album was monstrous. What about you? What's your memory of the Chili Peppers? A few years back, I was a firefighter, man. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you that? Mm-hmm. Tough job. Yeah. You know, it was in our family. My dad tragically died fighting fire. 
with fire. <laughs> that's the well, problem. That's probably, yeah, you've that's why I did it. told not to. Yeah, water. Water's where it's yeah. at. <laughs> and my brother kind of wandered around, but he, even he came back. Like, it's in our blood. Yeah. Fire blood. And I, <laughs> anyway, I was real, I was a really aggressive firefighter. I really wanted to fight it. My brother was like more safe. I just didn't think he had it in him. Sure. To be able he, to, he didn't have the fire blood. No. And anyway, we are in Chicago. I went from Chicago. All they eat is hamburger. Because Mrs. O'Leary's cow. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah that's right. They're like, ah, take that. You take that, that you dumb cow. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> if the firefighters drive by a field or a stockyard and they just take the giant hoses and spray the cows. They just flip off yeah. cows every time they drive by one. So we were fighting some big fires in the city. And we got to one and, and I'm like, get in there, get in there. And this old guy who used to fight fires with my dad he's like no we gotta wait for backup you know we gotta mm-hmm. do this by the book and i was yep. like no there's fire go we got it you're just like i hate fire so much yeah i can't wait to get in there and kick its butt so anyway this young guy goes up there and he opens the door and it triggered i don't remember the name of it it's like back back splash back something like that yeah, it's where the something. fire shoots sure, out of you sure yeah he gets burned up he barely survives oh man the old guy and my brother are like you should have waited you're like a high head yeah, literally, literally. That's the big thing, man, is you got to look out for that. And so, and everybody's a little spooked by that because, mm-hmm. you know, you open the door and the fire shoots out at you. Mm-hmm. And so after that, you know, I made sure, okay, fine, you know, I'll be more careful. Sure. When somebody would go up to the door, I'd be like, stop, that's red hot. That's when the old guy was like, you know, it's red hot. Them chili peppers, man. Have you heard of that <laughs> new album by them? Blood, mm. sugar, sex, magic. I said, we're in the middle of a burning building. Can us wait? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. We'll get back to it. We fought the fire, made our way back to the station. and He played me, stuck my kiss. Sure. <laughs> weird. I was hooked. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you be? Yeah. Man. Okay. Well, let's jump into the music. These people are sitting in a melting pot saying, cut the gab. We're already through the vegetable portion of the melting pot. They're getting into the meat. Yeah. We need to get into the meat. Here it is. Blood, sugar, sex, magic begins with power of equality. They jump out in true Chili Peppers fashion. Yep. Let's talk about these guys. So, originated with Anthony Kiedis and Flea and Hillel Slovak. Mm-hmm. I think it's John Jack Irons. I- Jack Irons. Jack Irons. Thank you. Yep. Friends from high school mm-hmm. in LA. They all went to high school together and yep. ended up having this insane talent. Just a quick history because, you know, it's crazy. A lot goes on in the timeline of the Chili Peppers. They roll through drummers. Flea's in and out of the band. Hillel's in and out of the band. Anthony joined the band later after he saw, I think it was Grandmaster Flash mm-hmm. in concert. Pretty sure it was an early MC. And he realized, oh, I could maybe do that. Mm-hmm. Just crazy to think the Chili Peppers were birthed out of hip hop. Right. Really. He was friends. He had this energy, would introduce their shows. But then he realized that he could start doing that because mm-hmm. he didn't think he could sing. 
the band starts getting more famous for their live shows, mm-hmm. which are just insane with energy. Yep. In and out of heroin, in and out of getting sober, mm-hmm. falling back into it. Hillel tragically dies. Overdoses. And that really shakes Anthony up to where Jack Irons leaves the band. Mm-hmm. Then it's the two of them. They have a record deal. It looks like the band's over. John Frusciani, huge fan of theirs yeah. and a huge Hillel fan. 18 years old yep. gets to join the red hot chili Peppers. essentially the same thing as the current lead singer of journey was just a fan and was in a journey cover band yeah and is now the lead singer of journey i mean it'd be like you or me being high school seniors all of a sudden we're in rem insane <laughs> and then they're auditioning drummers this big tall guy walks in tall drink of water chad smith looking like a metalhead yeah it was scarf on and everything and they were really put off by him by all accounts, as soon as he started playing, yeah. that was it. So that's the Chili Peppers as we know them. They do Mother's Milk, mm-hmm. which is really what put them on the map with Higher Ground yep. and Knock Me Down and others. They're a blend of funk. Actually, they recorded an album with George Clinton, who was their producer, which is just that's incredible. Awesome. Born in North Carolina. Was he? Around Greensboro. You, all right, you did it, Matt. There you you tied it back. Ding! Every epipod. Ding! 69, check. Yep, check that one. They get a new record deal. Here they are, recording with Rick Rubin. And it starts off sounding like the Chili Peppers. Yeah. If you just play this instrumental beginning, it doesn't matter what, it could be 100 Chili Peppers songs. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is probably a good opener for longtime fans of mm-hmm. the band. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, this is the band we know and love. This is not a huge departure from what they've done before. To me, my, my image of the Chili Peppers, again, is this fun, wild party band. And I'm not faulting them for it, but it, it is funny for them to come out with this like political statement song <laughs> to yeah. start the album. He had not written a political song since the first album. This is just not what he did. Yeah. He's got three subjects. Sex, yep. my friends, California. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. In yeah. that order. But it's a cool song. It's about racism. Yeah. On the pro side of it, you didn't have a lot of you know, white hard rock bands mm-hmm. talking about that kind of stuff. On the downside, do we have the Chili Peppers to blame for rock rap and all that? <laughs> I mean... I blame rock rap on Aerosmith and Run MC. Uh, I blame rock rap on Rick Rubin. Yeah. No wonder he produced yeah, this album. That's right. He's drawn. It all makes sense. He's drawn Full to circle. <laughs> All right, we're skipping to track three. This is the fourth single, Breaking the Girl. Thank you. 
I think this is where you start to see them as a really strong songwriting unit. As they go forward in their career, I mean, songs like Soul to Squeeze, those are the songs I think they're at their best when they're not just trying to funk stuff up. The arrangement of the song, I mean, the drums are not typical keeping the beat. I mean, he's doing lots of stuff (laughs) there. Apparently, they got junkyard items. I mean, he's playing drums, but also very different. This seems like a very mature departure for them, even on this album. I mean, it seems like they're pushing themselves from a songwriting standpoint. All right, so Anthony was raised by his dad. His parents divorced. Mm -hmm. His dad was a struggling actor. And his dad sold drugs. I think Anthony started using drugs with his dad at age 11. Wow. He was 14 when he first used heroin. Jeez. And he thought it was cocaine. It was an accident, Matt. It was just... Oh, oh, yeah. never mind. My it bad. wouldn't have been so bad. bad. It's like when you go to... You think you're drinking Sprite, but it's just water. And you're like, oh, this yeah, is disgusting. Yeah. I mean, not to joke. The, yeah. From what I gather, heroin is so much worse right. and addictive than, than cocaine. But I don't know. You tell me, Matt. You... you know. <laughs> Well, I mean, they each have their pluses and minuses. Right, right. (laughs) But from an early age, it was drugs and it's sex. Just really harmful upbringing. That's an insane life to be living at that age or any age, honestly. So his view of women is extremely skewed. Yep. So this song is about basically how he has this great girl. And so what is he doing out doing drugs, Mm -hmm. out cheating, out doing anything but, you know, loving her and caring for her. So that's what it means. You're breaking the girl. He says, raised by my dad girl of the day he was my man that was the way yeah that's what he saw every single day sad yeah matt in our smith's episode my movie memory was the outsiders that's right and doing that research we discovered that flea was one of the socias that's right which is out of character yeah for him. <laughs> they're in la they're acting their greatest scene without a doubt is the fight scene from point break so you've got Keanu Reeves, he's under the shower, and these surfer punks come up. And I love the idea of surfer punks. This is our territory in yeah. this literally fluid ocean <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that right. changes every second. <laughs> this is our turf. I know. This is where you tell me all about how locals rule and yuppie insects like me shouldn't be surfing the break and all that, right? <laughs> nope. That would be a waste of time. (laughs) So Flea wasn't in that, but that was Anthony saying, that would be a waste of time. Don't you get the feeling that like if they had been a little bit bigger three years earlier, they would have been vampires in the Lost Boys? Yeah. They're the tough guys. It's it's Southern California wild guys. guys. Yeah. Yeah. And Anthony's, you know, he's got the look. He's fit. Yep. He's always got a shirt off. Yeah. Um, just like you that, that long hair yeah i wonder if there are other i'm, I'm sure there are other movies and there's gotta be they, oh yeah look they're in a movie called the chase in 1994 right. so it's flea and anthony driving a bronco with flames on the side <laughs> wild down the highway they'll be coming up pretty soon so just slow down a little dale pump man pump stupid car stupid couldn't stop a snail on a salt bed you see him yet? No, not yet. You see him? Tell me quick. I will. Man, that's some acting right there. Shoo! You could feel it. You don't you even have feel, to see I, it, I listeners. couldn't see it. I could feel the tension. <laughs> Man. You know, we joke, but that's who they are. They're characters, great fun on stage. Mm-hmm. They're loose, they're wild, they're entertainers. Mm-hmm. Moving on, next song is their Valentine's Day ballad, <laughs> Suck My Kiss.
Matt, what does he mean, suck my kiss? He knows how to kiss, right? I'm concerned that a young boy who doesn't know how to kiss listens to this song and gets the wrong idea. He's like, oh, okay, so you you suck when you kiss. (laughs) (laughs) It just sounds awful. It does. What makes the Chili Peppers fun is also kind of the things that make them kind of silly at times. So we can't talk about the lyrics that much. Uh, Let's talk about Chad Smith. He's the best part of the song. Yeah, and it features him well. Spin Magazine named him number 10 on their 100 Greatest Drummers of Alternative Music. Okay. So not of all time. Okay. Yeah, he and Flea are an incredible rhythm section. Yeah. And they have to be because the Peppers go through guitarists like Spinal Tap goes through drummers. Frashanti will end up quitting on this tour. Dave Navarro plays with them for a while. Mm-hmm. Frashanti comes back. I mean, it's you've got to have this strong rhythm section to, to keep things moving in the same direction. Well, you got to have someone who can play with Flea. Yeah. Flea said this is the first drummer he ever played with who he followed instead of the other way around. Oh, gotcha. Which also, Hillel taught Flea how to play bass in high school. <laughs> you would think that Flea had been studying yeah. jazz since right. he was six because mm-hmm. his chops are incredible. Yeah. His dad was a jazz musician, so he grew up around jazz. But still, That's it doesn't amazing. make sense that he would be that good that quick. Right. This is a weird turn of events that Flea and Hillel especially have been influenced by Parliament Funkadelic. Mm-hmm. George Clinton produces, I think it was their second album. Meanwhile, Chad Smith is playing just rock bands. Mm-hmm. He's into all the 70s rock, but then he works with the percussionist Larry Fratangelo, who played with Parliament Funkadelic. Oh, wow. And so he's the one who taught Chad Smith how to play R&B and funk. Without that, there's no way he would have come in and nailed that audition. Yeah. He looked like and would have been a metal drummer. They would have laughed him out of the room, scoffed at him. But he fit right in, man. You can't have them without Chad. He also looks like Will Ferrell. He does look like Will Ferrell. <laughs> Did you see the drum off that they had? Yes. Looks like baby learned how to play the drums. <laughs> but can baby do this? Clearly one of the traits of a chili pepper is you can be an amazing musician, but you still don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. Which is, I admire that. I respect that about him. Have you ever seen them in concert, Matt? I'm pretty sure I saw them during one of the early Lollapaloozas. I think they played 93. Let's check. I don't remember their set very well. They played 92 main stage. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Mm -hmm. Ministry, Ice Cube, Soundgarden, Jesus and Mary Chain, Pearl Jam, and Lush. What I remember about that particular Lollapalooza was the show at Walnut Creek Amphitheater here Mm -hmm. in Raleigh. When Ministry came on, it was about sunset, and the sky was red. People were just insane and moshing, and the sky was red when Ministry came on. I've talked to other people who were at that Lollapalooza and, and have the same memory of just how frenetic the energy was at that time don't remember the peppers did you do any side stage who was on the side stage with that one oof there's a ton corner for pyros okay cypress hill house of pain 
the Booyah tribe? Stone Temple Pilots? Did you just go to 92? I went to two or three of them. Okay. 93 was Metallica. Okay. Alice in Chains, Primus, Dinosaur Jr., Fishbone, remember them? Mm-hmm. Arrested Development, Babes in Toyland, and Rage. I don't think I did that one. 94. And this is my Lollapalooza. Okay. And this is also, I contend, the either best or second best. So Smashing Pumpkins, Beastie Boys, George Clinton and the P-Funk All-Stars, mm-hmm. which was incredible. Mm-hmm. The Breeders, Tribe Called Quest, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, L7, Green Day. Not only was it that good, but I got to see Fooshnickens on the side stage, nice. which was better than half the main stage. Really? It was the funnest part of the day. Nice. I think that that was one of the best ones. So 95, Sonic Youth, Hole, Cypress Hill, Pavement, Sinead. Did you know that Anthony Kiedis kind of dated Sinead oh, yeah. a little bit? One of my favorite songs on Blood Sugar Sex Magic, I Could Have Lied, is him essentially writing it for Sinead O'Connor. He like dropped it off he at dropped her house, a, right? He dropped a cassette yeah. of the song like at her house. And on her he doorstep, never heard about it. I like that it was, I could have been worse, but I really liked you, so I wasn't. Right. Right? And that kind <laughs> yeah, of what it's Yeah, saying. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> to me, that's such an odd pairing of Anthony Kiedis and Sinead O'Connor. But it's also such a peak early 1990s rock star pairing. That may be the oddest one, though. Yeah. Picture them like at dinner, and all she's talking about is like the troubles. Irish troubles, yeah. and then he's all sitting there shirtless. And <laughs> <laughs> talking about, you know, drugs or sex or whatever. Yeah. Somehow they made it work for a little bit. I guess. <laughs> Did you go to the first year, 91, Jane's Addiction, Living Color, Nine Inch Nails, Ice Tea and Body Count, Butthole yes. Surfers? Yep, I did that one. Susie and the Banshees, Rollins Band, Violent Femmes, Fishbone. Yep. An argument can be made for that being the best. I like mine just because sure. I like the artist more. The one that Pearl Jam played, the 92. second one. Yeah. But I remember about that was as you walked around the concourse at Walnut Creek, picture like a cage at the zoo. Mm-hmm. A couple hours bef- you know, before the show. Eddie Vedder is just sitting in there on a chair reading a book. There was a sign on the, again, this glass like cage, if you will, that said, Eddie in his natural habitat. Oh my gosh. And it was like the most like bizarre rock star avant-garde kind of thing to do. Like he's portraying this kind of like weird kind of guy. Three hours later, he's climbing the scaffolding during even flow. That's what I remember most. Eddie in his natural habitat was That's weird. Great. All right. We're going to continue with one of their big hits off this album. Give it away. You mentioned you like when he sings mm-hmm. and when they start getting... Yeah. This is my chili beverage. Okay. For me, I want to go to a show and see this jumping around. Mm-hmm. I like Under the Bridge, but yeah. I'm not there for breaking the grill and all that. Like, yeah. I want the funk. 
You want the funk? Yep. You want them all glittered up? Yeah. Wearing socks and nothing else. And yeah. Jumping around and it's That's a party. Right. This it's, weird video. They oh, used yeah. to play this video all the time. It was on all the time. Didn't Frusciani have like weird pants on? Yeah, like like, like rhin- rhinestone kind of pants. Yeah. Uh, bedazzled is that the term? I think. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> they recorded this album at this mansion mm-hmm. that apparently oh, Harry Houdini's Harry Houdini's mansion. Rick Rubin moved them in there. He said he wouldn't do that with every band, but he saw the friendships and mm-hmm. thought it would be a good idea, right. and it was. I got to give it to Rick Rubin, man. I give him a hard time. Sometimes he kind of annoys me, but right. a lot of the decisions he helped them make and, and led them towards with not just production, but even the songs they mm-hmm. picked and, and how they did it. Here's, I think, what speaks to the testament of a good producer. If you had gathered Flea and Anthony and Hillel back mm-hmm. when they first started out as this punk band and yeah. said, one day you're going to have a song with a Jews harp on it. Right. <laughs> Listeners, if you haven't heard it, you know the sound. You know the sound. I want to play it again because you may not. You're drawn to so many other things, but right. listen in the background. I'm going to play the end because it's really prominent when they just start singing Give It Away Now. But yeah, that's Rick Rubin. That's what he can do. And it fits. Yeah. All right, last song we're going to cover from this huge album. So many songs on it. Is their biggest hit, Under the Bridge. Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. Sometimes I feel like my only friend is the city I live in, the city of angels. Lonely as I am, together we cry. I drive on the streets cause she's my companion. I walk through the hills cause she knows who I am. She sees my good deeds and she kisses me. Sure. <laughs> when this song came out, mm-hmm. you couldn't get away from the song. Nope. You couldn't get away from the video. Mm-hmm. This is such a departure from everything else we've heard up to this point. Flea and Frusciante were smoking pot, and Anthony was huge on no drugs around me mm-hmm. because he was trying yep. to stay sober for years, you mm-hmm. know? And that kind of drove a wedge between he and Frusciante. Mm-hmm. And so then he felt like Flea and Frusciante were kind of friends, yep. and he was left out of that. Right. Can I just pause and point out that the funny thing in all of these scenarios, it's John, Paul, George. There's no Ringo in that. There's no Chad Smith in this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. always about like the, the yeah. three front right. guys or whatever. Yeah. But he was driving home and he was thinking about how lonely he was and then how lonely it was when 
he was addicted to heroin right. and mm-hmm. he goes and he's with this Mexican drug lord in his words they went to some place just trying to score some drugs and I think that was the day he refers to in the bridge he refers to I don't ever want to feel like I did that day oh, yeah. and he's also driving through the city thinking of this love that he has for the, yeah. the city of angels city of angels it's a weird autobiographical treatise on drug addiction and also a love letter to California and LA and it wouldn't have happened without Ruben yeah. so Rick Ruben's at his house mm-hmm. going through his stuff yeah which is a little weird <laughs> hey beardo get out of my bag get out of my mail yeah but then he convinced him and days later he's like hey pull out that song and for shanti writes that opening part to yeah. it and there you go i mean it's just a massive song and that's the first part yep but the part that we all think of <laughs> is the video with anthony kiedis running in slow, slow motion, motion for what seems like 30 minutes yeah Iconic, man. Yeah. There's something like blowing up behind him. I feel like it should be if it's not. Like, in my mind, it's like every action movie hero running away from a car that's getting ready to explode. Yeah. Maybe we put that part in there. (laughs) We probably did. It's it's a Mandela effect. What did the song peak at? Number two. Number two. Okay. Yeah. It didn't hit number one, Matt. That's amazing. What prevented it from getting to the top? In 1992, there's no way that you're going to do better than this. Third best-selling song of 1992, Matt. Wow. Number one in Finland. Number one in boom, Ireland. Boom. Number one in Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> in the U.S., it kept Bohemian Rhapsody wow. from becoming number one, <laughs> which was at the waned world. That yeah. was the resurgence of it. But yep. that song was unstoppable. It kept in Vogue's My Lovin', You're Never Gonna, never gonna get, get It, it. from number You're one. You're Never Gonna Get the Number One. Which that song was huge. Under the Bridge. Jeez. They all peaked at number two. It stayed number one for eight weeks. <laughs> It was the longest running number one since the police's every breath you take. <laughs> also spent eight weeks at number one in the summer of 83. Jeez. That's how huge Jump was. I had the Casingo. I still do. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Criss Cross. Good job, boys. Yeah. To men. I'm sure they're men now. <laughs> Maybe. Finest Works fans. Now, we are at the point of our show where we challenge one another. If you had to remove a song, what would it be? And so, uh, you're going to have to give Anthony Kiedis a ride on your moped. <laughs> Which means he's going to be sitting there shirtless <laughs> with his arms wrapped around you. If you don't take a song off, Ooh. Blood Sugar Sex Magic. So Matt, which one would it be? It would be Mellowship, Slinky, and B Major. A thunderstorm and a man like Christ on popcorn peanuts licking at big butts. I know I cannot keep my mouth shut. Rocking to the beat of the fabulous As I said earlier, I, I like it when they're a little more serious and... Mm-hmm. and those three songs those three songs <laughs> sometimes that sound to me gets a little repetitive i'd be happy if they just trim one or two here or there to me that's one that particularly that opening part is just mm-hmm. kind of sluggish it's not what i come to hear the chili peppers for what about you i would take off sir psycho sexy i will play two lines for you <laughs> that are probably the only two lines that are not x-rated <laughs> Hello, 
probably that's it. about it. That's yeah. about it. It gets so yeah. filthy dirty. Yeah. <laughs> and I know the chili peppers. I know you expect it. That one. That. I'm like, all right, come on. We've had our fair share of yeah. of sex and party at this point. All right, now we've come to the point where we got to choose what quote we would have under our senior picture. It's the end of the year, the end of high school. You've got your picture, you're on your way out, and this quote will immortalize you mm-hmm. forever. It's time for your senior quote. I was going to go with uh, these lines from Power of Equality. Well, I've got my tapes, I've got CDs, I've got my public enemy, but what I ended up going with for my senior quote is how I think I wanted to be in high school. Okay. So this one is from Sir Psycho Sexy. And the line is, Sir Psycho Sexy, that is me! Exclamation point. Because <laughs> that was not me. That's so great, though, <laughs> to look back and see that. <laughs> so that would be mine. Well, what would be your senior quote? Popcorn peanuts looking at big butts. <laughs> Matt, I'd go the silly route. Sure. Similar. I'd say, I got a fellowship. I got a fellowship. It's like a shout out to your, your friends. Yeah. Hey, remember we listened to Chili Bears? Yeah, we yeah. had a, it wasn't a fellowship. It was a mellowship. That's who we were. Okay. <laughs> Here's my conclusion on the Chili Peppers. Yep. I'm it's- glad that they are a band. I don't listen to them. I don't own their albums. Mm-hmm. I like when they come on and I hear them. Mm-hmm. They make me smile. Yeah. And so I'm just in general, man, I'm glad for the Chili Peppers. Yeah. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a big Chili Peppers fan. His comment was, God, I love them, but this album, it's kind of silly. There are a lot of elements to the Chili Peppers that are silly. But to your point, Mm -hmm. music's better for having them around and having them putting out albums and and producing music. And I don't know that this album holds up super well. But, man, there are some fun songs on here. There are some great songs. I'm like you. Like, they come on the radio. I'm generally not turning the station. 100 million albums sold. Pretty good. Best-selling bands of all time. It's a large list, but still. Again, this album came out the same day as Nirvana, Nevermind. Matt, you know what else was released on that day? The Low End Theory, Tribe Called Quest. It's not bad. That may be one of the best release dates. Trump Lamont by the Pixies. Oh my gosh. Same day. Soundgarden's Bad Motorfinger was scheduled to release, but was pushed back. That would have been crazy. You know what else came out that day? What? Brian Adams waking up the neighbors. Jeez. (laughs) Neighbors spelled O-U-R-S. Canadian. Do you do Wordle? I don't do Wordle. It's a UK thing. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, the address is a, like .co.uk. Okay. And the other day, it was clear that the word was rumors Ooh. or rumor, Yeah. you know? But I just couldn't commit because I thought, I'm going to kick myself because they spell it O-U-R. There's no way it's rumor. Right, right. But no, they Americanized they, they it. Good for them. Darn right they should have. We, <laughs> Actually, won, the, we won the war. The, <laughs> the New York Times bought it now, so now it's going to be all like, cheese <laughs> pizza <laughs> like that sort of thing are you, are you listening right now? keep engaging with us on social media on instagram or twitter at finest work songs you can also check us out on facebook or our website get those emails to us finestworksongs at gmail.com happy valentine's day everybody hope that you enjoyed that melting pot yeah you're probably at the dessert course you're probably listening to this anyway but we'll go ahead and go out on a valentine's day classic dedicated to prom dates for years (laughs) dance to at weddings far and wide shout out to the goat Marco. <laughs> <laughs> and with wild abandon,
make love to you just like a true companion You are my true companion I got a true companion Oh, true companion Our theme song is by the incredible band Medium Heat. This track is called Radio, and you should check them out at mediumheat.bandcamp.com. And check out any upcoming shows if you are in the Raleigh area. They are on Facebook at Medium Heat Music. <laughs> 